You're listening to Adam Air, MD, G, E, D. Underground cartoon therapy. Welcome to the fucking show, uh, motherfucker. Alright, we're going to take a trip to the fucking Rockies on this episode. You know your MDGD, he spent some fucking time up in those fucking hills. And I've met some people. And uh, there's a few left that I still talk to decades fucking later. Gonna welcome to the show Tony B. Diseased. He uh, is a motherfucker that does a lot of shit. He's a sound and uh, rock and roll motherfucking dude. Just knows music. Knows good fucking punk rock. Knows good metal. Knows all of it. Spent around the fucking block fucking so many goddamn times. And uh, he's sick. He's a sick-ass motherfucker. A great guy. Great attitude. I was like harassing him a while back to get him on the show. And it just never fucking happened. All good fucking things. They take time. They take this fucking time. He's going to tell us about what he's dealing with uh, as far as musicians coming in, new bloods. There is a level of respect that needs to be fucking handed. And handled. Tony's a dude. He's ran all kinds of fucking shit. We're going to talk about anal cunt. (laughs) One particular story. But, you know, there's a lot of stories that come out over our lives. And if you're like me and Tony, you've done a lot of shit. You can definitely relate to this fucking episode. More of a kickback. Tony's a good dude. He's definitely been a sheriff for Denver. So stick around, let's get this fucker rolling. We'll be back after these messages. <laughs> wait, wait, nope. For your entertainment, I'm gonna shoot a bunch of motherfuckers. You just gotta shoot him in the head. That's how you gotta fucking do it. Alright, I'm out. Bye. Oh shit. We now return. And it's a total crackhead setup here, you know? Crack owl setup? <laughs>
All right, hey Tony, welcome to the fucking show, man. What's up? Hey man, what's up, man? What's happening over there? How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. I uh, am just uh, coming up on this end of the second year of this fucking show. Can you believe that shit? That's awesome, dude. You've been doing it for a while, dude. That's fucking great, man. Uh, I mean, it was just like, you know, right at this point where I felt like my visual art wasn't going to... Uh, do anything really the way that I wanted it to from after the virus came out. Fucking stressed me out the way it stressed out everybody else, you know? Oh, yeah. You're telling me, man, when I was booking, like, I couldn't do shit after it happened. So, like, the whole life changed, man, pretty much over here, man. Which is good, you know? I mean, shit. Uh, now you're, like, you're at Bar Bar. Are you... I, was, I was doing Bar Bar when the COVID happened, so that's what stopped the booking was COVID, and, uh, now I'm just uh, playing music myself, and um, I'm working at uh, AEG, um, like gothic shows and stuff like that, just to get some money in my pocket. So, yeah. You do the gothic theater? Yeah, and uh, Bluebird also. And those guys are connected there in Denver. Yeah, there's a, there's a bigger like a, a promoting agency, and like, uh, you know, I, I've been working security for that, so yeah. You've been doing this shit forever. Yeah, man, I love live music, so like it, it really, really just, you know, it blends with me so well, dude, you know? Making sure everybody has a good time at the events, you know? Like, that's what I'm about, like, you know? Well, uh, when you first got into doing that kind of shit, uh, how old were you? Like, because you're like 65 now, right? Yeah, I'm like 82, <laughs> 93 and shit. Um, I was, um, actually, it was like right after, like, um, Shit, I was probably in my early 20s, dude. Like, when I started doing just, like, here and there, you know. But, like, I, when I got uh, consistent with, like, say, Bar Bar, you know, I was booking there. Um, I think it was, like, about 10 years ago, 10, 12 years ago, man. Did, <laughs> did you ever get some of these gigs by, like, just some absurd shit happening? Always, dude. <laughs> like, you know, like, I want so many weirdos, you know, like, going on tours and stuff, so, like, you meet people, you know, just... I get some random just gmails and stuff, and you know, I just started collaborating a little bit better and just getting them more together and stuff. But dude, some of, some of the shows are just wild, dude. It's like out there, it's happening. <laughs> what are some of the old bands that were around? Because I left like sixteen years ago, technically, I guess. So some of the local bands that were playing at that time. Yeah, are there any left? Like, um, <laughs> left uh, no, that's some, not so much. So we still got like. Like, you know, Colorado Springs band, like, The Nobodies, and still have King Rat that still plays. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you remember that show, Yeah. Right? He, he got, like, a show coming up, dude. Oh, so, wow. That's some dedication, people, man. Yeah, some people are just in it to, like, always do it, you know? So, like, yeah, but there's a, there's just a handful of old new bands, always, you know? Um, yeah, you know, I mean, Pitch Invasion was one. They're still going pretty strong. A few, you know, so Fall of Carnage kind of fell off for a little while there. They're not doing stuff. I do work with um, dudes at the Gothic, though, but they haven't been doing shit, but, yeah. They haven't. No, no, they haven't. <laughs> so, a lot of, so a lot of the shows that do come through, like the touring show, don't have locals on them. It's kind of weird. Why is that? I don't, you know, just because for some, somebody else's fucking reason. I don't, I don't know, you know, Adam, I would like to, you know, but, like, um, so the underground, like, local scene has had to kind of just, you know, regroup again and, 
they're doing like uh, the smaller venues like uh, Blastomatic AK7 Circle and shit like that. So the AK7 South, the uh, High Dive now. Um, yeah, those those clubs are still there for the locals, though, at least. Really, High Dive still around? The High Dive, yeah, yeah, it's still there. That would um, host some pretty good shows these days, man. Yeah. That's cool. It kind of wasn't doing that bad back then. It, I just stopped going after it changed after it was 7 South. Right. You know, there's been I remember that feeling. Remember, you remember uh, Three Kings, right? Yeah. Is that still around? No, it's called the HQ now. You know, so that one's weird for me because I've been, I could, I've been going there since the Cherry Pit to or whatever it was called, uh, Three Kings and now it's called the HQ. I haven't been there since it's been called that, so. Is that Blastomat shit still around? It's called Seven Circles now, yeah, yeah. Seven Circles? It's, it's one of our primary uh, all-ages group or uh, venues or whatever still. But yeah, it's still going. You still are friends with a lot of the uh, people from bands back then when I was there. Yeah, so many uh, dudes and bros and guys and, you know. <laughs> You remember the uh, PBR Street Gang? Yeah, like Mark and fucking yeah, man. Uh, Mark died. R.I.P. Mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then uh, the Josh and and Justin have a punk rock shop up the street. Still, is that still there? Oh, is it a chain reaction? Yeah. Yeah, they they got chain reaction going. Um, I don't I don't get out that way so much. I do support that the the record shop because those are. You know, my bros and stuff, but it, it's so far, it's like, uh, it's like almost like Kipling and Colfax and shit. Yeah, it's on the other side. It's towards Golden. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Definitely. Yeah, but he has it all set up to where, like, uh, I'm talking about Josh, uh, mainly, or, and Justin, but, uh, has it all set up, they got, like, tapestry, magazines, records, cassettes, t-shirts, you know, all that, like, if, like, if it was, like, your, your, uh, teenage, uh, rock and roll room and shit, like, you know, it's pretty cool, man. Did you ever have to work with Geraldo? What do you mean? Work with him, yeah. I worked with Geraldo. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got a bad... Dropping the H-bomb and shit. <laughs> Dropping the H-bombs. Boom! That's all right. He deserves a little fucking shit smacking. I mean, the guy's a... Yeah, whatever. He was quite a character. Yeah, I had to work with him. Blackland went... Eventually, it got him in the band because he hooked us up with the tour in... 2003 for Black Lung, kind of, or whatever, and he was, a, he was the bass player for Black Lung for that one, and he just, he just, oh man, honorary member, by the way, but he, he was setting his way, telling us we can't drink beers in the van and stuff, we're not supposed to, but we, we yeah, you know, <laughs> we weren't hiring him for a tell us what to do kind of guy, but, you know, um, I've let things go, like, he's actually recorded so many of my bands, he knew how to record. That was for yeah, sure. Yeah, man, he got that shit down. He's up in um, Seattle now doing this thing. So shout out to Geraldo. That's where Mark is too, right? PBR. No, Mark died, bro. Oh, I'm sorry. Who was the other guy from PBR that lives in Seattle right now? Matt? Is that his name? Tom or Cyrus or Matt or something like that. It could have been fucking whatever, huh? Yeah, 
I was just trying to remember some people from back. You know, there was like some compilations, clusterfucks. We had stolen uh, Ryan from Fucked at Birth. <laughs> It initiated him into black and goat tongue. That was cool. I just was wearing that shirt the other day. Yeah, it was weird. Which one? The black and goat tongue. You still have a fucking black and goat tongue shirt? It's, it's pretty brand new looking, too. I have tons of shirts, Adam, because of this promoting thing. Like, my, my, my t-shirt collection is out of control. I have more clothes than my lady does. <laughs> oh, wow. Man, I would love to... Man, if you ever want to sell anything, talk to me first. Oh, that's fucking awesome, yeah, so, dude. Of course, you can send you a care package. It's like, you know, it'd be just like, you know, hooking you up with cool ass shirts and getting some space out for me. You know, like, I got some, uh, some doubles and everything. So, yeah, my man. Oh, dude, that's so fucking tits. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's what it's about, dude. I like fucking, I fucking love doing that kind of shit, man. Because, you know, the, the swag that I get from all the promoting and stuff, it's, it's unreal. Like, a sticker collection is way out of control. <laughs> so Barbar is still standing up because of all the stickers that I put on that fucking joint. <laughs> Barbar was the first place I had like uh, encounters with a threesome in the bathroom. Right, yeah, dude. I as well just had some odd stories about that place. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, man. Oh my god, dude. I've actually wanted to put out like some kind of documentary of you know the good, the bad, the all the dirt about it but it's still open now and like respectfully i just i just kind of watching it just kind of boil you know they got some weird people doing shit there now like what is it just a drug haven dude oh my god dude it's so it's so in the open and everything it's ridiculous dude like when, when i was doing shit there it's pretty bad and i imagine it's pretty bad there now they have all the the homeless people down there you know so like when i was at the end of the booking at, at a bar bar i was a real life thug, you know, I was dealing with like homeless people, like, you know, pickpocketers, like just, just people, just shady people in general. Dan, I'm actually just running those shows there. Directing the... Who was running it? What's, oh, what's that? Who was running it? I'm sorry, what'd you say at the end? Oh, just like, I was saying how it was at the end, you know. Oh, like, yeah. Things that, that I had to do. So I'd be on tour, you know, to, to host my shows, you know, you can't trust anybody so i would just take the door so i could get the bands what they needed you uh yeah you've always been a kind dude man you have always been this fucking awesome dude even when i was like raging you know you were always i just think you well you know i had some problems you know that's kind of what the show is man i mean you know i was going through some shit and you stole, you you totally stayed cool, man. And when everybody else was kind of being, people we knew were like, you know, sitting there kind of judging me on my fucking mental illness. It's like. That's fucking bullshit, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, they know I'm fucking mentally ill. It's like, this isn't anything new under the, the fucking sun. And Get the fuck if, over it. And if it's a friend, you have to definitely, like, if it's an intention at least to where you're going to have to deal with it. You don't have to necessarily help the person, but like, they're a little just like smashing the person for it. It's ridiculous. Bro. Well, especially like friends that have been going on for a while. But I noticed that, you know, if they do participate in specific events or whatever, you're probably going to fucking come out to the understanding of who they are. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, sure, Adam. Yeah, yeah. And I think that you've seen that just in music yeah. and uh, dealing with 
fucking a hundred thousand fucking bands because exactly like and some nights i would have to meet like literally like 10 to 20 people in one night you know like and you know you know decipher what you're gonna like you know how you're gonna treat people and that just if you're gonna know them for one night or you know for the rest of your life maybe but you know i don't have that many friends still like you know i still have a I still talk to Julian, which I've known since, man, you know, like, so far and long ago. Randy, um, died. Um, oh. Yeah, um, you know, it happens, you know, our friends die and stuff, but, like, uh, the ones that have been around for so long, it's, it's kind of, uh, you know, I still talk to Tim, there's a few, few, few people I still talk to that I haven't, you know, lost contact with since back then. Do you ever talk to Arturo, man? Julian's yeah, brother. I've, I've, I've talked to him recently. Yeah, like we. Uh, do you remember the the place of uh, Satire? Yeah, I remember. Uh, is that still there? there? Yeah, it's still there. It's like next to P's Kitchen, right? So like, yeah. Uh, for a brief moment, right after, right after the COVID, um, I booked a show there, and uh, we're, we're gonna start doing shows there. And uh, Art helped me with that one and shit. And they re reopened again. So you know, these businesses have had to struggle. So like, reopening and reopening. I was a little worried about Art, man. I gotta be honest, you know. Yeah, no, no, he's been hitting the sauce pretty hard, dude. He's uh, he's there, you know, but like uh, he works real hard, and you know he needs to slow that shit down, though. Yeah, I've hung out with him recently, and just you know he's real slow to respond. You know, when you drink so much booze like that, you get wet brained. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can see that apparently in him. He's been boozing hard for years, you know. Yeah, he's been, he goes at it, man, and I, you know, now it's been like uh, over a year, but I wanted him to be able to vent on this on a show, you know. Do we get a hold of him and maybe get a hold of you or what? Have you ever asked him to get a hold of him? No, I, I did. He won't talk to me, man, because he didn't like that. Uh, I, he was saying stuff that could could have gotten him thrown in jail, and I. Oh. And I was like, dude, you can't fucking say this kind of shit. I can't fucking put it out. You, you know, it's, <laughs> right. uh, you're talking about some high level fucking, you know, Unimax shit, dude. And, oh shit, dude. Yeah. And I was like, you can't, you can't do that. And he got pissed at me. You know, I love the guy, man. I've been friends with him forever. You know, um, I. Uh, there's a there's a, there's people there that hold this place in my heart, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. That's cool. <laughs> but and our, you know, our, I I um, I hook up with bus passes every once in a while, and I you know I go meet him up to Epos the Squire and shit like that. And yeah, he's always just boozing it up, but he's been working pretty solid with that um, you know general labor type shit. So like you know. Yeah. No, he's a good worker. I don't have any, you know. He's always been there for the scene, whatever, whenever there was a scene or, you know, I don't know what things are like in the politics there anymore. I, I just, you know, I think this, it's a, it's really cursed in Colorado. Well, what Jessica realized, Adam, uh, with Colorado, I'll I'll put my two cents on it. What I've learned about it is this, you really just have to pick and choose where, what shows you, and you have to go find them, you know, because they're not going to be always so consistently just available, you know, like, Denver's up, real up and down like that, especially at, right after COVID and stuff, a lot of people don't know how and where to go to see shows, there's been a lot of uh, tribute bands that are just coming out everywhere, left and right, and that's, 
I was like, I don't, I, you know, I, I enjoy other people's music too, but as far as, you know, a Slipknot cover band, no, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. you ever need that. still a band. Go see them still. You know, yeah. That's you know, weird. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if, I, if I'm hosting a show and, and everybody's over at a Slipknot show, like, or a Slipknot cover band show, that's kind of like, yeah, that's when the scene is heard, you know, but. Luckily, there's been, you know, a strong few that just, like, will keep something going on that's interesting, you know. Um, you're up on, uh, you are, do you live up on Capitol Hill, or? I live in Five Points, yeah. You live in Five Points. I lived out there before, too. I don't know what that's like anymore, either. Man, it's, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's, you know, the word gentrify was thrown around, you know, there, there's definitely that going on, but there's still shitty people around everywhere, you know? Sure. But you gotta watch where you're walking, you know, it's real gangster crip over here in our neighborhood, but, you know, I ain't afraid of that shit. You know, I just do what I fucking want, you know? Yeah, that's pretty much what they want, too. They want people that aren't in their shit. Yeah, you know, like, I just, I just gotta, gotta stay on your fucking path, just keep focused and shit when you're walking around and everything, for sure. Try not to walk around too much at night, but me and my, you know, we're like jillions. We, we try to go, you know, walking around at night just because that's we're nighttime people. So nocturnal. Just trying to be street street safe is kind of a challenge, but you know, what are you gonna do? I know it, man. No, you ever been up to the high street speakeasy? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever done the tour upstairs? You know, it used yeah. to be a brothel. Is it gone? No, it's still there, but it's it's something different though. But like, uh, there's a there's a few new ones. Uh, some dude was just telling me about it. It's a uh, it's right there where the Cafe Euphrates used to be. If you remember that, kind of. It's uh like off Seventeenth and um freaking Emerson or something. Like, um, it's just a tiny little place. So they they have like uh they have uh what you call it a coffee there and like muffins or whatever. But they just pack into there. Uh, that is the that's well there's a thousand people moving to Denver a day I guess Listen to them, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm more about like just going around and being where you want to be anyway. So yeah, it's like it's not just your planet, you know. Right, right, yeah, you know. <laughs> people in Colorado we think that the moon, though. though. We own the moon, I think, and we gotta get the China people out of there. <laughs> I, was like, I was literally kind of upset because they wanted to build shit up there. I was like, no, they cannot. <laughs> Yeah, no, well, you know, we do act like we fucking, our shit don't stink. Yeah, I know, dude. It's just unnoticeable sometimes. It's fucking hilarious. I think, you know, when you live in a monopoly like Colorado, because you're surrounded by the eight the eight lame states that ain't got shit really in it, you know? Right, yeah, dude, no doubt about that. You nailed that one for sure. I mean, there's nothing around. And when you make a correlating flight, you go to DIA. You know, you're not going into Salt Lake. Or no 
Oklahoma. Nebraska. Nebraska, oh my god, dude. A corner of Texas, like fucking some shit uh, west end corner of Texas, you know? You're really only getting like certain places that are worth a shit specifically with what you're doing. Right, I know. Like I've, I've booked some tours and it's just it's ridiculous to get uh, like you know like a shorter like duration for the bands. You know, like sometimes I have to fucking have them drive over eight hours. Sometimes to get somewhere, you know, to gig and shit. Man. But yeah. it's too bad they don't make that shit more accessible. You know, there's just like these. These few kids in these fucking nowhere fuck towns that would just love to know you, man, or just... No, no doubt, dude. I'm going to send you, like, a, a screenshot of my, my Google Maps and their start, wherever all these uh, uh, venues are. I've actually established, like, through a pretty good, like, uh, mapping and routing area for touring bands and stuff. But, you know, like I said, like, fucking COVID, you know, just got the damper on stuff, you know? I've done a few of... of Bigger bands like I did a Brazilian death metal band, I did a, a German punk band, I did a Australian or Austrian uh, rockabilly band, Kitty in the Casket. I've done their tours here. So those are like recent, more recent things you just did. Yeah, well, that's so recent, it's been almost like three years now. So, which is pretty fucking cool considering everything we've been through. Talking to people, making this, making these networking connections, you know, which I have now for like you know people who need them now. Like people really hit me up a lot, and I just been able to help out with that kind of shit, you know. So that is cool. You like that, man? Yeah, man. What's your top favorite? We were talking about a uh, anal cunt playing the fucking Raven. Shit. <laughs> so badass, dude. Dude, that show was sick. I remember, oh, it was Cephalic Carnage, you said, was the yeah. opener? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dismembered Fetus, did they play yeah, that show? They also played that show, too, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I remember drawing this picture that said Dismembered Weenus. Oh, shit. And, it, and the the little guy, the front singer, is like, Who do this? Who do this? I'm going to fucking kill him. And me and, um, remember Colostomizer? I don't know if you remember. Uh, that was my band. Yeah, out of Boulder, we had that song Skeletor. Oh, dude, I do, I do, I do remember that. <laughs> I knew as soon as I dropped Skeletor, everybody. <laughs> yeah, man. That was a great name. That's you know, we had a couple of uh, stories. I tried to do the Colostomizer episode. Uh, it wasn't some of the best work I ever did, apparently. And I, I just you know, I save it for a rainy day when I'm gonna do it again. But uh, anyway, I drew that dismembered weenus fucking little picture. <laughs> that dude was like, who drew this, man? Who fucking drew this? I'm going to fucking kill the whoever fucking drew this shit. I was like, wasn't me. I don't. I can't even draw. <laughs> you know, but that fucking show was so great. Seth Putnam. Fucking walking on top of the fucking tables at the Raven, just. I told, you know, I told him, I was like, hey man, fucking, you guys sounded badass 
Spencer jumps in and he goes, oh yeah? Well, you can go fuck yourself. And he's like throwing chairs towards my area. I was like, all right, man. Yeah, he, that was sick. The only other time I saw him, I think they had come to Denver some random times. I just wasn't in town. But uh, yeah. they came this one time to the Lion's Lair. Oh, shit. Did you see that one? I thought it was like Tony from Lion Bitch. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's running the fuck, he's casing the joint. And I don't think he was there that night. And, uh, I think what happened was fucking, uh, I came in with my chick. I don't know, man. We were like, we missed part of the show. I don't know why. Uh, but we got in there and they were having an argument with the, Bartenders. About drinks? Yeah, and I thought Kimian was working there still before she passed. Yeah, they were, they were like just taking beers or something, right? Okay. And they were just like, if we don't get fucking paid for this show, I encourage everybody in here to fucking tear this fucking place down. That definitely sounds like Sam too. And that was totally Seth. And, uh, and he counted to three, and he was just like, destroy this fucking place! And everybody was... They still had those little tables in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were tossing those. They were fucking throwing... They threw that little video lotto machine. Damn, yeah, I remember that fucking table came close to fucking taking my head off, man. I was like, God damn. GBC's a pretty much... Uh, we played there a few months ago or whatever, and it's pretty wild. We played during the day, even. Like, there's... It's Colfax bars, you know? Like, shit. You know, so, like... You just get riffraff all over the place, dude. Still, so... If they're in a Seth Putman in there, there's usually just a Colfax weirdo going around. Duh, there were some cool bands at that point before I left. I thought the last few years of music that was there. Uh-huh. And then I felt like, you know, Black uh, Black Lamb had just come out with Tim and Brian. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Iron, Iron Lung, that was Geraldo's doom band with Conan. Yeah, Conan, yeah, yeah. And uh, Hefe. And then... Uh, and then they had Vile Rune. And Vile Rune was like Jake from Turnbar and uh, two other yeah. guys who worked yeah. at the Mercury Cafe or whatever, you know? Yeah, it was that Andy, I remember, yeah. And um, I remember, like, you know, we played a show with Witch Mountain. It was Black and Goatung, Vile Rune, and Witch Mountain at the 15th Street Tavern. Yeah. That was a sick show, dude. Yeah. Well, I bought I bought the bar with uh, Chris Seeger. Yeah. And uh, you know, me and Art tried to talk about it a, a few times on some shows, but like you said, he's got the wet brain, <laughs> right. and it's kind of hard to keep him, you know, on topic. You know, obviously. So you and know, everybody really has an idea of the stuff themselves. You know, like you know, when you do it and stuff, you have like a whole. Yeah. All this, all the, everything that goes involved with an event and stuff, and like working with people is just really where Denver kind of, you know, I'm just being honest, you know, it's really hard to work with people, even like a good friend or something like, uh, you know, like, um, like my friend Donald, you remember Donald? Kind of. What was he in? He was in uh, uh, Reform Control. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he'd, be, he'd be like trying to uh, eventually start booking and stuff at the Black Sky Brewery, and just. You know, he had that, too, like, you know, the 
bands would be telling him no, you know, well, they can't do it, you know, because of something, you know, like, you gotta build a callus to a lot of things, you know, you can't be, like, all in your feelings, you know, you gotta, like, really just be like, all right, I'm, I'm doing this, you know, you gotta take care of a lot of things and shit, so, and Denver just really lacks that, uh, unity as far as working with other people, you know, I think. Do you have to take more professional business preparations now, like, do you have to sign, like, a fucking A&D or whatever that NAD or whatever the fuck that fucking uh, little contract is like. You know, I don't. I don't. I still get. I still go around that because that's kind of bullshit. Like it's still DIY as far as I'm concerned. That's you know, cool. But, that's cool as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You make up kind of like a binding contract with like say just Gmail unit or G- Gmail like mail. You know. Yeah. It's there. It's there. You know, and it's still that. You know, like back in the day, we you know didn't have cell phones, computers, or nothing. You do it, like, book your own life, just order, like, a payphone and shit, you know, just show up, so, yeah, people are just, you know, people are just real privileged these days and, you know, entitled, you know, bands are kind of ridiculous, they don't want to be realistic with what they want, you know, and I'm the dude that will tell them, you know, no, nah, you're not going to get that much, and no, you ain't going to get that on your rider. Fucking entitlement so, issues, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you'll just have to step up to a higher promoting, like, you know, scene than the, what I do, because it's still pretty underground, what I want to do. Otherwise, I'd be way too busy there, Adam, you know, it's like, that's a, that's a, that's a busy job. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of details and shit. You I've are... Had fire, I've had to fire my lady five times, she gets the wrong date on the flyers. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, it can't be on Tuesday, it's on Monday, I swear, that'll mess up the whole tour, I tell her. <laughs> It's important, right? Uh, very, very important. <laughs> everybody shows up. What the fuck? Uh, no, we've had a few of those shows, man, for sure. Yeah, fucking No, I've. Fifteenth Street Tavern, though. Like I've seen Zeke there, and fucking yeah, fucking uh, who else? Uh, Buzz Oven, man. Buzz Oven, yep. Queens of the Stone Age opened up yeah. after we bought the fucking thing back. Oh, of course, man. Phil was yeah. legendary. I always wanted to, if he was around, he'd be perfect to do a show with, man. No doubt, no doubt. Like, all, this, all the merch that he had bought. He'd make, his, he'd make us sign every one of the flyers that we'd have, which was cool. Give you that whole, you know, signing an autograph type thing, <laughs> you know? I thought, you know, there were some people that were kind of, like, almost, like, forceful with Phil that were acting like they were trying to take care of him, but... Yeah. It wasn't necessarily like that. I mean, the guy had Down syndrome. You're right. And, I, and you know, I heard bad things about Phil, even. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? Yeah, well, he was, he was kind of like, you know, out of his, his uh, normal, normal mind and shit, I guess you'd say. Yeah, I mean, I he loved rock and roll. That's what I do know. There, there you go, there you go, yeah. He loved rock and roll. We're keeping it upbeat. I just, you know, I didn't ever like hearing bad things about Phil the fan. <laughs> yeah, it's like, mm, I think, you know, people just don't know how to handle disabled people generally and overall. Exactly, you know, you know, you know, that's another good thing that I would say for you, Adam, is that, you know, you, you, um, you maintain your awareness about it because 
you know, my girl here, Jill. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of her caretaker too because she's a uh, she's got some mental problems just like anybody else would in the world. You know, that just don't she doesn't flex them or anything. But you know, like she's she's delicate in that way. You know, because people don't want to be sensitive or just attentive to like a disorder that you have. It's it's kind of difficult to like distance yourself from people. You know, if you're in society, right? Yeah. You know, so it's, it's always good just to have good friends, you know, that are just aware, at least, you know what I mean? If yeah. You could ask, you know, I mean, shit. I guess it's one thing, too, when they they say they are, and then I think being that thing is really where it counts, though, you know? And yeah, yeah. The experiences that you go through and, like, you know, how it sculpts your disabilities or your disorders or you're just... Your personality, whatever you want to label it as, you know, you still have to, you know, take it in stride, you know, and take care of yourself the best you can, because, you know, I think we're supposed to, anyway, you know, we're here for a while, we might as well try to, you know, be proper as possible, but at the same time, you know, enjoy your personality traits, you know, I mean, embrace them, and if you have good friends that you can share that with, even better, you know. And if you find yourself around phony fucking assholes, that's pretty common. Yeah, um, you gotta know it with, the biz- with this business that I was doing, the booking. I'm not doing it anymore, by the way, out of, you know, the booking and everything. Yeah. It, it, really, it really spread me fucking so thin, dude. Like, you know, just doing different venues and stuff, having to meet so many people. It became just a reality of that. I didn't know who anybody was. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm talking, I'm, I'm talking to everybody, you know, so... I really, I, I was, uh, in one way, COVID being a, uh, what would they say, a blessing or whatever they say, or, a, you know, a, a good thing that happened for me to be able to stop, you know, because I don't think I was able to stop. That's what helped you stop, was the COVID. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I can say that now, because at first I was like, this fucking shit's making me not be able to do what I do, you know, and like, yep. man, and I was, I was burnt out, you know, I was... I was doing some heavy drugs and just, like, not sleeping and not spending enough time with Dillian and just, you know, like, a bunch of fucking shit that I didn't even notice, really, but when it was, when I had to stop doing it, it was, it was kind of like a, a surreal reality of, like, gratification of, like, wow, okay, I accomplished a lot of stuff, boom, I checked it out, and I'm good, I'm good, I'm ready to go on to do something else. I've been a lot of, I've been a janitor before, one time, you know, but... So, yeah, I did that. I did. I was a janitor one time. I was. Uh, it was in 1985, man. Yeah, there you go. You know, I, I, worked in, I sold nachos one time. You sold like, nachos one time? Yeah, in my high stadium. Yeah, fuck yeah, concession stand. <laughs> did you see the last show that was at Mile High Stadium? Do you remember what that was? It was uh, Pink Floyd, wasn't it? I thought it was Kiss. I had sex in the middle of that show. Nice. Yeah, that was awesome. My girlfriend just was like, yoink. Huh? During Kiss? During Kiss. Oh, that's wicked. Yeah, it was wicked. I was like, it was like the greatest rock and roll show I ever went to, man. Yeah, I love Kiss, dude. No, it was was so packed, and just the way that they came back for this 25th fucking reunion and all the, you know, the original dudes after... Yeah, after Vinnie Vincent invasion. Yeah. Yep. Fucking Vinnie 
Best of fucking hair metal, man. Yeah, their hair was up there, bro. The fucking hair was up. <laughs> the makeup was on. <laughs> so things have not changed so much for me. It was like, I'm doing punk with my buddy Dan now with the GBCs and stuff. Um, we got a show here. Uh, remember Exalude? Not really. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a metal bar. Like, like Uncle Nasty would go to it or something, you know? Oh, okay. I remember hearing about it on, like, KBPI. Yeah, yeah, KBPI. Rocks the cockies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got, we got fucking uh, Super Joy Ritual and fucking, you know, all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, now, but, now, but now, um, you know, we're, we're doing shit now. Like, uh, we got the mentors, legendary sleep rockers. Oh, yeah, that's what you were saying. You're getting ready to fucking yeah. work with these guys, right? Are the Spoets on tour with the guys? What's that? Are the Spoets going to be there? The Spoets? King oh, Spoet? Um, no, it's uh, Dr. Heathen and some other people like now. Mm, I'm going to have to meet some of these people that are like totally buddies with you and get get on the show, you know? Yeah, let's do that, Adam. Let's make that fucking connection, dude. I think that would be great because... You are just, I think you're just fucking wonderful, man. I think you're a you're great. You're wonderful, You did not abandon me when, every, when the chips were down. Nah, That's what I remember. I remember you being there and being like, hey, you know what? I, um, yeah, you I didn't leave. You could have fucking left. You could have. I'd love that, man. You know? Yeah, Jilly's a tattoo artist, so, like, you know, maybe, yeah. Give me some ink? Yes, sir. You know what? I just tattooed the bottom of my hand, too. Bottom of your hand? What, what'd you do? I put this, uh, it's America, but it has the solar eclipse lines going through it, so it's like, I don't know if you ever saw that kind of how it, how it crossed from 2017, and then there's one that's coming up in 2024. And I put it on my hand, and I've already had some comments like, this one guy in, in L.A., he's my buddy. He's kind of wet-brained. <laughs> uh, but he was like, uh, hey, man, you shouldn't do that to America. Uh, and, and thought I was axing it out, you know. <laughs> or I had another person that was all like, what is that, some Confederate thing? <laughs> I was like, you don't I fucking know me, do you? you? <laughs> Stupid. Uh, but, uh. Yeah, no, I, I think it's funny, but I, I love the whole, like, crossroads interaction that happens with the. And I just thought it's like this event that has never technically happened. On this land before those the the shadows crossing like that, right? Yeah, it's yeah, never happened like, here. Like the like the what is what is it called the rapture too? You know, we're just still waiting for that to happen. Well, you know, I don't they, don't they not become like don't they? How do they stay Christians after that? I know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I just I worry about what will, what would happen 
with a lot of good people who are Christians or whatever, and it doesn't happen. It doesn't right. happen like yeah. that. They, they, they must just feel a little, um, you know, bummed or disappointed. Or a boy abandoned, right? Yeah, but, you know, they have so much spirit, too, also, so they could probably just, you know, revive themselves with good, good words. <laughs> I guess. I mean, if they had it, if they were legit, if they're just going there on Sunday to look good to fucking, you know, people that they, hey, I look good coming to church. Yeah. Your what? Your guilty pleasures? Yeah, well, yeah, you <laughs> You're know, paying for it. Well, Catholics like, hey, go say ten Hail Marys and fucking listen to fucking uh, two episodes of Sopranos. You know, <laughs> I think that's what. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get over there and Hail Mary, motherfucker! Don't make me tell you twice. Yeah. He takes his shirt off and he's got like full on like just gangster fucking tattoos and like, you know, uh, Mary on his chest and praying hands and everything. The whole and nine I go, yards, I, yeah. I looked at him, I go, are you a man of God? He goes, you know it, man. And he goes, all right, man, we're washing and dry. Here we go. It was such a fucking nutty set. And I, was like, I was like, that is a man of God right there. Yeah. He was tatted up with all the fucking biblicals. He had the whole fucking... Bibliography. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, the table, you know, the fucking, all the fucking, you know, stained glass window dudes. Oh, man. Yeah, man. But, the, you know, people of this style and like, culture. I don't want to knock their faith. I don't know what God's telling them. Right, dude. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck do we know? It's like, I, I, bro. Boom, you hit it right on the fucking nail right there. I try not to, I try not to, you know, knock any religion because it's just, it's just more or less just self-belief, you know? Like, shit, man. People just like to take it a little bit farther going to church and shit. Like, that's just ritual, I guess, you know? Yeah. So, some people need it. Yep, some people need it. And, uh, but, you know, I don't know. It's not up to me. And I just, you know, I like the whole creative. Uh, I always think, you know, people that can create or play music or do art, they're they're kind of in the... In the higher respects of the creator of all. Yeah, that's we're just the same almost. Uh, like you know, like, and that's why I'm saying I don't knock it either, just because you know some people need need that you know to to have something else to do. You know, so like they would be all mixed up and confused, probably maybe, right? Probably. I mean, you know, especially if they're taught that oh, that's the devil's music. It's like, well, you know. God, uh, to me, God created the devil as, like, uh, someone that's supposed to kick your ass so you know what the fuck good shit is. Yeah, no doubt. Dude, that's, it's, it's leaked by, like, examples, so we do know, yeah. But yet, I, love learning, I love learning shit every day, you know what I mean? I love like, the, yeah, me too, man. You know I mean? Yeah, knowledge is fucking cool, dude. I want to go back to school, but I hate, you know, school. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, you know, hey, sp- I make up my fucking knowledge myself. Speaking know, of that. Myself. I uh, I'm got I got an episode coming out called the fuck school episode. It's coming out like right after this. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna put you out, and I got a couple other ones that I've been. Sometimes they end up in this thing called the law the lost file because I don't know if I want to put it out or not. Just always hit me up about anything, man. Like I'm, I'm deaf 
definitely a fucking Northside school fucking dropout and shit, so. Yeah. But, but you know, I didn't, I didn't hate high school. I really didn't. I dropped out because I hated the whole aspect. Right when I was there, it was the epitome of gangs, you know, like NSMs, you know, like, it just, ugh, it sucks, dude, you know. But fucking, when I was in high school, um, I went to North High School and, like, gangs were just really popular then, like, you know, just, ugh. You were out of there. You almost, you meant further than I did. I got ninth grade like four times and that was it, dude. Really? I, I made it all the way to like 11th. I was supposed to start my senior year and I, uh, I got a job at a Papa Rocks at an Italian restaurant washing dishes. Oh, you did? Yeah, I think in Calzonias and fucking Pinoles and all that good shit. Dude, what years, what years was that? That was 90, 92. Well, 91, actually. That was like some of my first years in Colorado, man. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I was uh, just out of high school, yeah. I went to the Career Education Center. That's where I did stuff. When you said work with Geraldo, we did some really good recordings or EPs and stuff there. Still in high school doing punk rock EPs. Oh, man. That shit's like... You're going to have to send me like your... Um, Postal um, address, so I could just send you like a care package of like all kinds of stuff, man. I'm like, man, send me some cassettes and CDs and just all kinds of stuff. Sounds amazing. Yeah, just so you can have, you know, see what's been going on and shit. You know, man, I got so much of it. So, yeah. You do, huh? You just, <laughs> you, you've just, uh, do you have any like advice for like uh, bands coming in? Like, don't be a fucking dick. You know, just you gotta be like Circle Jerks. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, they're. Um, be nice. Say thank you. <laughs> please, once in a while. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that the last time I saw him in Denver was at the Bluebird, and he turned uh, fifty. That was a while ago now. Wow, yeah. See, I worked at that venue, too. It's pretty cool. I saw, just recently worked uh, the Casualty Show. Yeah, there, there's a rich history. I did see more shows out of Denver. I had two great fucking powerful bands out of Colorado. There's a lot of, like, potential. And I think as long as people can, like, Abide by, like, hey, you're not the only motherfucker involved here. Yeah, that's true, man. It's very true. I'm on point with that shit because, you know, it, it 
takes it takes a lot to like you know make it as we say you know some people have a different idea of making it yeah this was, this was fucking great adam dude like you you call me and hit me up anytime man you know so hey i want to thank you for having you you know i want to thank you for having you on the show man and just you know being open and uh I just wanted to let you know how fucking great you are, you know? Thanks, brother. You're great, too, and man. Um, this is just great. This is, it seemed like we were just chatting, dude. So, like, yeah, anytime you want to hit me up, man. Yep, that's what I tell people. Hey, I'm just I'm just pulling a Jay Edgar, man. I'm recording the fucking call. You're not... This isn't all in the family or Seinfeld, you know? There's no one, like, watching you or listening on the spot, and it's just... It's a comfortability. I want people to know that, too, because I want them to be able to call in. I'm with either, man. Like, I'm a, I'm a social butterfly. I don't mind putting my voice out there and just talking with people. So, you the man, dude. You the man. Hey, I'm going to have you back on. I know that for sure. And I want to thank you, dude. And uh, go ahead and hold the line, okay? All right, man. Motherfucker. want to thank Tony for being on the fucking show. <laughs> cool motherfucker, man. I'm waiting for that fucking package, motherfucker. I haven't had a fucking good gift in a while. This is Grandma Gutterpunk approved. She wasn't on the show. She had shit to go take care of. She's taking care of my fucking brother foot. In half the fucking neighborhood. Paying bills. Doing all this other shit. They fucking stick my mom with fucking everything. What the fuck? Nah. She wants it though. <laughs> More to come. We are fucking wrapping up season six. I got Mike Diana coming back. We're going to do a few episodes. We got a dumpster diving flea market episode we're doing. We got one about collecting toys. And then one that I really am interested in. Wrong turns. Wrong turns. The category is wrong turns. <laughs> I guess we've all done that, huh? Well, until next time, guys, give me a call here at the studio, 206-666-5847. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing this shit forever, as long as fucking time permits. All of it's being recorded. It's all going into a time capsule. Never recorded live. Never know how people fucking feel after the fucking show. If you got a show idea, give me a fucking call, man. I'm a phone call away. Holy shit, guys. You've been listening to Adam Air MD GED. We're just partying over here, out on the hunting range. You ever go hunting like this? Today we're hunting for fucking giant kaiju. You know that shit? You really gotta keep shooting at his fucking dick. It's the only way you're gonna take this motherfucker down. About to kill his fucking ass, too. Anyway... 
Stay tuned in and keep listening to MD GED Underground Cartoon Therapy.